0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots
3: A mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer.
4: Welcome back to Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. And uh, the guest I have on, and I'm going to introduce her in a couple minutes here, but you all heard me talk about going overseas to Thailand to really find myself and work on mind, body, spirit. And this was a person I actually met on the plane over there, and we became fast friends She wrote a book. I'm in the book, but she is incredible. She's helping Rosie and and Renee with their business now. She is an absolute gangster when it comes to the business world, but the biggest heart in the world, and before I introduce her, if you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many failed to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health, is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Care and behavioral health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. So, with that, again, I want to bring in. This is the first guest I've had from overseas, I believe, on the Unbreakable podcast. Tori Archibald, who is my spiritual gangster from overseas in Thailand. She's from Australia. We linked up in Thailand and we've become fast little besties ever since. How you doing?
5: I'm really good, Jay. And it's so great because I love the fact that you lean in and check in on your teammates. And I after do. we left Thailand, you were like, Hey, teammate. Right. And you've been in my circle ever since. So it's a great pleasure to be here today. Thank you.
4: Uh, so then Tori and I were, we went to this place called Kamalaya in Thailand where how many times have you gone?
5: I'm about to go eight times now. Eight a times. Yeah, I've been, I absolutely I've been twice. love it. <laughs> right.
4: Me too. And I've, I've talked a lot about what I've learned from the monks over there. But listen, Tori here, who is a huge person in the publicity world, PR world, marketing world, not just in Australia, but across the entire globe. But she, we were sitting at dinner. She's like, Jay, the last thing you're missing, and you're going to get it this year. It's the last thing. You're just missing love. And you're going to get it this year. You're going to find it this year. And sure enough, man, maybe she should become a tarot card reader instead of, uh, you know, a marketing maiden because she had it, she nailed it with Rosie and it changed my life. And she told me too, it will change your life forever.
5: Mm. and you know what the one thing I don't tell many people and I think I did share it with you when we're in Camalaya is I've always been able to see the runway of life and I believe anyone listening to this podcast can also see the runway of life if you just take time out for yourself you know and when we were in Camalaya, I kept coming up to you saying I know it's coming it's coming it's right. coming and then I get the email saying oh my gosh you know I'm engaged to Rosie and I was over the moon because I feel that If we can love ourselves from the inside out, it's the Mm -hmm. best kind of love. And it's this radiance and this energetic magic that matches us with our soulmate. And I'm so grateful that that happened to you.
4: And you and I were talking saying, you said just that we have to love ourselves from the inside out. I wouldn't be ready for love until I learned how to do that. And I finally learned how to do it. And you were like, oh, you're ready now. You're ready. And, you know, for me, I'm like, when, when, Tori, when? When is that? When's that going to happen? So I still had a little of the grouchy glaze in me, you know, you know, and that's what a lot of us do. It's like we want things on our timeline instead of the universe's timeline. And it's a lot better to have faith in u- the universe, knowing that the universe conspires to help us. And when it comes, it's the right time.
5: Absolutely, Jane. I think the hardest thing for anyone, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what your race or nationality is, it's surrendering to the process and I always liken it to going through a tunnel. When you face a challenge, you want to switch your mindset into seeing the possibilities. But often you can't see them because the same lessons keep coming for you and they keep, like, hitting you again and again and again. And like, when am I going to get out of the tunnel? But the trick is to surrender and recognize and face the lesson because once you face the lesson, the light at the end of the tunnel starts shining for you and you're able to walk through
4: I want you to explain to everybody who you are, because Tori also came to visit uh, America here recently. Uh, we had a heck of a day with us and Sean McVeigh and Cliff Kingsbury and Brett Michaels over at uh, the Soho House in Malibu. It's a really funny day. But when she first met with me, she said, you know, when I'm meeting with people how to do things in America, they want me to do things a certain way. I'm going, no, 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 no. You do things your way, and we'll learn from you not the other way around. You need to conform to us. You need to teach us what we don't know, which is the Tory way. So just explain everybody who you are, what you've done in your career before we go into your book.
5: Yeah. Fantastic, Jane. I love that. It's giving yourself permission to shine. So look, when I was 24, I came back from London and I'd had this opportunity to work with the world's best, I guess, in entertainment at the time, like MTV, Nickelodeon, Showtime Networks, George Lucas films. I came back into Australia and Australians were so far behind with media, but I'd fallen in love with storytelling. I was 24 years old and no one would give me a job. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to create my own. So 24 years old, I had no money. I had no media connections, but I had this pure self-belief that I could create and build big brands for others. And I wanted to work with the best of the best. And that meant, you know, whether they were Fortune 100 companies, whether they were the biggest celebrities in the world or influencers, I just knew within my heart and my soul that I would attract them, but I would be able to do extraordinary things with them. So 24 years old, my idea was rejected by so many people and I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. So I built a company, I built a reputation. It was based and anchored on my values, which have always been passion, integrity and delivery. And people go, why those three values? And it's pretty simple. I was passionate about creating and building brands for other people. I was also passionate about you know, how I could step up and step forward and use my talents to help them. Integrity because I didn't want to work for assholes. That was just a complete <laughs> no-no for me. And Woman the third after one- my own heart. <laughs> and the third one was delivery. And you will understand this as well. It's you're only as good as the last podcast chat, the last project, you know, the last touchdown, whatever it is in your life, right? which builds your reputation and my reputation quickly built. I was responsible for launching some of the biggest brands in the world and actually probably um, some of the most successful launches in the world for brands like Zara, you know, I launched Zara into Australia and it's often written about one of the most successful retail case studies in the world. We had 22,000 people turn up in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. A million dollars in sales. unbelievable. In one day, (laughs) one day. (laughs) In one day. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, you know, I remember sitting there with Jesus Sekavira, who at that point in time was the most powerful man in retail. And he just said, you know, look around you, soak this in. It's not about us. It's not about the brand. It's about the people And I really feel that when you understand that life is not about you as a leader, that you are just the conduit and you're there to help other people, the magic happens. And literally after that launch, I worked with every top brand celebrity influencer in the world. I built a staff of 22. But then, you know, along the highway of life, you learn what lights you up and what doesn't. And when to shift gears and when your passion wanes, you learn to dig deep inside you and go, well, what's next for me? And so ironically, the last three brands that we launched into Australia, all billion-dollar brands, um, were Victoria's Secret, Steve Madden, and Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty. And I never had a photo with a celebrity in my life. In fact, I don't even think I've had a photo with you, Jay. I just (laughs) don't do it. It's not my jam. And my daughter was a teenager at that point, and she said, Mom, I want to meet Drew Barrymore. And I said, Really? I said, we're just launching, you know, the flower beauty brand into Australia. We've got an event at Icebergs. And she goes, no, I want to be involved. I've never been involved in anything like this. I want a photo. So, you know, I relented. She had the day off school. And as soon as my daughter had the photo with Drew and Drew said, come into the photo, I knew my career was over. So that was 2019. And Drew taught me a lot of things during our time together out here because she kept talking about owning the power of your story, owning your truth. Mm. And in those 20 years building my brand, I hadn't actually stepped forward and owned my truth. Mm. And what she spoke about gave me permission to actually step forward. And the perception that people had of me as this, you know, global publicist creating and building brands for others was the complete opposite to what was going on behind the scenes. And so,
4: yeah,
5: like I had to really, I had to take a brave step forward, and I did. I shared my story with Marie Claire magazine. They turned it into a three-page feature, and people were shocked. They're like, we cannot believe that for 12 years of your life, you're a single mom, you're being stalked, intimidated, your life was threatened, you're in court six to eight times a year fighting. Wait, wait,
4: I don't want you to throw this word. You're being stalked by who?
5: My ex, which was my daughter. Yeah, my daughter's, yeah, because I stood up to a bully and said, no, I'm not going to be treated like that.
4: But well, you and were hiding, hiding it that. first, right? You hit it first, and then you came, you had the courage to come forward. Had While you were building these big brands.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has a success and survival story. That was mine. And I always say that moment when my daughter had her photograph taken and I jumped into it, it was a pivotal moment because – I thought to myself, I can and I will do better. And so what I did was I used the runway of what I had created with Torstar, which was my agency and that credibility piece, to really reshape the way I wanted to leave a legacy in the world, the way I wanted to help other people to be able to own their truth, for them to be able to break through judgment patterns and to really step up and into what they're meant to be doing in this lifetime. And so I created powerful steps. I wrote the book. I met you, and I'm on the podcast.
4: That's so, the well, short version <laughs> well, but but here's what I want you to realize also there's a couple of things I want to unpack here. Number one, you said, okay, we you know success is made through uh, what did you say through suffering what what was the term you used there you said you success- find success through a struggle, okay right? Not everybody, but not everybody does that. okay mm-hmm. I don't want you to just throw it away like it's a normal, regular thing. I want people here to understand and realize. It's a scary thing to do that when you're struggling to say, I'm going to step up above it and shine through that darkness. It's a scary thing for a lot of people. So the fact that you did that, don't just throw that away, Tori. That's a superpower that I wish more women would look at and say, okay, I could do this as well. And I hope you've led them to do that.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
5: Because I think if you meet yourself in your darkest moment and you're able to recognize how you got there, but you're also able to ask for help, which I think, look, I'm a woman and I know it's hard for men to ask for help as well. It was hard for me to ask for help. I was in a leadership role. I had a lot of responsibility, but I thought I could do it all on my own. And what I recognized was I couldn't. And the moment I asked for help was my breakthrough moment because I was able to navigate the way forward, right. you know? but you had
4: a team, which is what right I preach and unbreakable. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right.
5: but you were like me, right? We're like the lone wolves for so mm-hmm. many years. You know, things are happening and people don't know. And you go home and you're like, what the hell just happened? But you can't share it with anyone. So I really believe, like, when you get out of your own way and you recognize that you have this beautiful hot mess called life, and the lessons that are meant for you are going to keep coming for you until you learn that there's a bigger and better world out there for you, not only to step into, but to add value to the lives of others. Because the more we share the power of how we step through that mess with others, just like you do on this podcast and on the book, it's what it's doing is it's paying for that knowledge to someone else so they can go, you know what, she went through that. It's okay yeah. for me to go through that. And it's giving yourself permission to go. A small step is a powerful step. It doesn't mean that Rome is built on your day, but it does right. mean that you get to the light at the end of the tunnel a lot faster when you acknowledge that you need help.
4: Never throw away the courage it took for you to mm-hmm. not only step forward, but put it in the public eye. That's forward. That's <laughs> scary for a lot of people. But think how many women you help by doing that.
5: Yeah, you know what? When that article came out, because it took um, – it took my daughter and I four months because the story also involved her. Right. And I really, it was, it was not just my story to tell. It was hers. We'd live through right. it together. And when we made the decision to do it, it was nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. And I waited until um, Drew was on the plane back to America. And then this story came out and then the TV interviews and then everyone was like, what? Right. But the Best thing happened. Now, a lot of people, when you come forward with a story like that, they're afraid to comment publicly. And what they do is they DM you, they call you. And all of those brands that I was afraid would judge me actually came out and said, How can I help you?
4: That's this great.
5: is really powerful, Tori. Wow. Like, how can we back this movement that you're going to be creating? And so, what I realized, what that little black Rolodex of connections that I had with brands and influencers around the world. It was there for a reason and it was there for a reason so that I can tap into them, ask them for help and spread the word that it's okay to talk about who you are. Now I wouldn't be smiling like this if it was back in 2016, 17. I am now because I know who I am and I'm not afraid of judgment. So if you're stuck in that hot mess and you think, what are people going to think? It's like, just get out of your own way. Like who cares?
4: What a great lesson for everybody here. Just incredible. I'm really proud of you. Wait, I'm going to go back a little bit. Here's the ADHD taking over. Uh, How'd you get 22,000 people to show up for Zara?
5: Oh, wow. It was insane. So, you know, I'm a bit of a retail junkie. And I had this idea when I was 24 years old that if I was going to work with the world's top retail brands, I was going to travel the world. And I was going to go into the stores and I was going to experience everything firsthand. So when I won that Zara account, ironically, I was in L.A. when I got the call They're in Spain and my team was in Australia. I didn't tell anyone. I worked three time zones over two weeks, <laughs> flew back into Australia. And I just I had this passion and this fire. And because in those days, Australians didn't really go and travel you know, the way that I was able to travel. Um, And so they didn't know what these big retail fast fashion stores were like. So, you know, I'm a passionate person. So I go into these meetings and I, you know, my face would light up. I've experienced this in Paris, in Rome, in Dubai. And, you know, that infectious energy that I had actually passed on to the media. So when they were writing about it, there was this real passion and buzz about you've Mm -hmm. got to fly in, you've got to show up. And, you know, I don't really think that anyone expected 22,000 people there on the day of launch, but it was just extraordinary to be involved in a brand that when I had ideas, they said no to, but I found a way to navigate. So it's there's a very famous story online about how no one was allowed into the actual factories and warehouses in Spain that Zara had built. And I worked with one of my friends who worked in media And she said, surely we can be the first women in the world to gain access and show everyone how these fast, you know, brands are moving. And I said, well, they said no, but I feel, yes, there is a way in which they will say yes. And so I write about it in the book. And we were the first ever country to gain access behind the scenes in Zara, and right. so it's very old footage online now, but they used to, you know, bike ride <laughs> around to fulfill the orders. And, wow. you know, I, I think having access to all of that footage as well and for the Australians to see just how these clothes were coming into our market mm-hmm. and the passion behind the scenes, it all just added to the buzz. And so, yeah, people were flying yeah. in all around the world. We had, um, you know, TV crews from America, Asia, Europe there, but the valuable lesson was this, because there were so many customers. I'd say to um, Jesus, CMBC wants to interview you. He would be sweating up a storm where the customers were buying the goods, packing the bags and ringing up the tills. And he'd say to me, Tori, they've got to wait. They've got to wait. They've got to wait. And I said, really? And he goes, just look at the magic that we're creating. We don't need the media to do an interview with me right now. We need to put the customers first. We need to serve them because that's what the media is going to talk about for years to come. Mm-hmm. And he was absolutely right. So brilliant. Yeah.
4: Yeah. In but you also of- kind of led you kind of built it up the, the built off the FOMO, like you had to be there, right? The fear yeah, totally. of missing out. You had to be at something like this, which is just brilliant on your own.
5: Yeah, it was really good. And, look, I was always the girl that was in black and wearing, you know, black leather pants and all the rest of it to the launches, and they said to me, you've got to wear a hot pink skirt. I said, I can't wear a hot pink skirt. Anyway, I wore this skirt, and I wore it to all of my um, media interviews when we were promoting the brand, and people were like, if this brand got you out of your pants into a skirt, it's worth writing about. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so, it's, it's also... It. The power of the brand and when you're really connected to other people and you believe in the passionate way that they're creating and building impact for others, that's where you actually get the biggest bounce. And so now, you know, all of that knowledge that I've got working for all of these incredible brands, I now invest in people and I love seeing them becoming their own success story as well.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
5: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing.
1: I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step.
4: All right, so let's talk about your book here. Self-belief is your superpower. Unleash your life purpose. Own your power. Become a magnet for miracles. Give us the biggest takeaways from your book, why people need to go and buy this book.
5: Yeah, we've had some incredible feedback Jay. And I guess, you know, everyone has really been touched by the authenticity and the framework of not only how when you step into your power, the possibilities are there, But I think the biggest takeaway, and this is something that I was taught um, after a new death experience a decade ago by a surgeon, he said to me, Tori, life is never going to get better unless you find happiness. And Mm -hmm. he gave me this mantra, a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. And I talk about it in the book because as I started stripping out what no longer served me, like toxic people, toxic Mm -hmm. clients, toxic family, toxic friends, all of a sudden I started creating the space to see the possibilities that were ahead of me. And the happier I became, the higher my vibration raised and the higher my vibration raised, the bigger the opportunities that came into my life. Right. And so it's not to say that the opportunities in, you know, the first 20 years of my life weren't amazing. They were absolutely incredible. Right. I'm so grateful for them. But since I started investing in happiness, the opportunities just became more expansive. And, you know, I was finally able to attract the love of my life, my soulmate, get my daughter into a really good position and build another successful business. And so the book is all about sharing what that journey was like, but also tapping into stories of people that I've met along the highway of life. Like you shared your beautiful story. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people um, that just everyday people that I interviewed, but also a lot of high profile people around the world that were willing to say, This was my game-changing moment. This was how I had to own who I was. This is how I needed to get out of my own way. And I think by tapping into the power of other people's stories, it shows you the possibilities. And it all comes back to self-belief because self-belief is a free tool. You don't need to pay anyone for that. You just need to tap into it internally.
4: That that decision to be happy, was that an overnight decision? We are like, hey, because, look, it only takes a second to choose – a new path to choose happiness. Mm. Some people could do that. Some people it takes over and over and over and over. Was yours instantaneous or was yours over a period of time?
5: It was over a period of time, but this is the best story that I can share. And it was from a Buddhist monk in Thailand. And he said to me, Tori, you're sitting in a pretty big challenge. And I said, I am. And he goes, I want you to imagine that you're in that challenge and it's a big bag of shit. And it's like absolutely stinks. And you're like wallowing in it. And he said, You got three choices. And I was like, what are those choices? He said, You're at the halfway mark of your life. You can you can smell and sniff that shit for 45 years if you want. That's your choice. And I said, Well, I'm um, that's not my choice. What's the next choice? And he said, 45 minutes. And I have to say, when I came back from Thailand off that trip, I would look at challenges and go, God, oh, get out of my own way, 45 minutes, boom. Or the third choice, which is what I do now, is like 45 seconds. You find a solution to the challenge and you just move forward. And that's why my life is so in alignment. Mm -hmm. So really the biggest takeaway is get out of your own way and switch your thinking and find a solution to the challenge in 45 seconds.
4: Give me another one of your favorite lessons from this book, or if you're going to say to somebody else, like, you just told us this. Oh, I got one, one last thing for you. You've got to hear this. What would it be?
5: Never give up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna liken it to a dating story (laughs) because I know a lot of single people.
4: Never give up. up. That's cliche. Oh God.
5: No, but this is a really good one. I talk about. I think it's in chapter two. So for 12 years of my life, because I had a crazy ex, I couldn't date. Right? I was just I was like treading water, running a business, you know, leading two lives. It was crazy. So in 2017, I won full custody and a restraining order around. You know protecting right. my daughter and I and all of a sudden there was like freedom and I was thinking gosh now I can date what's that going to look like so we're at LAX my daughter and I and we got into Bumble because everyone's like Tori date like <laughs> move to online I thought you just picked up people in bars this yeah. is like life has moved on and so I was sitting at LAX and so I said, well, I'm going to put three photos of myself and they're going to be from the last month because I've got to show up authentically and I'm just going to do one thing. Um, global, um, global traveler, mama of one, business owner, three words. That's it. Nothing else. Let's see what happens. I get back to Australia. I'm getting all these hits and these really hot guys. I'm thinking this is amazing, but then they're, they're 18,000 miles away. And I'm thinking I can't date them. I'm not back in America for another eight weeks. So I had to get out of my comfort zone, and my daughter said to me, Mum, when we get to Sydney, because we landed in Melbourne and we had a connecting flight, she's when we get to Sydney, you know that um, movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Matthew McConaughey? She's going to switch it, and it's going to be how to win a guy in five dates, because you don't have time to wait 10 days <laughs> go back to school, and I want to be on the ride of life with you. So literally I dated five guys in um, six days because I needed one day off because it was a little bit hectic. I learned so much about myself on those five dates, and I write about it in the book because every single time you put yourself in a situation that makes you uncomfortable, you learn what you want and what you don't want. And so while those five dates and I did end up dating one of the guys didn't turn out because I thought I can accept moving forward with someone where it's like 70% of what I want, which is not, I'm not the person Uh to settle. Right. I could accept that, or I could go. No, I'm going to start again. And so I swiped right again. I put the five guys into the system, and the first date was my now husband. Oh my god, that's unbelievable! I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know I had that's how
4: you guys met. I had no idea. So you to go know. for it. Yeah, like you can't that's hit a home part. run. You can't hit a home run without swinging the bat. You can't sink a bucket without actually making the shot. Right? Trying Correct. the shot. That's fantastic. All right, before I let you go, I this all my guests. And and you've already kind of answered a couple of these moments, but I um, you can go back to it also if you want. But what is your unbreakable moment? Like the moment that really should have broken you and didn't, and as a result you came through the other side of that tunnel stronger for the rest of your life.
5: Mm. So I was the ultimate people pleaser, ultimate. I put everyone first and myself last on the list. And I was due on a flight to London, and 72 hours before I left, um, my appendix burst. And unfortunately I was in my house and alone and my daughter had changed the code on my phone. Cause she was quite young at the time. I couldn't call for help. Nothing. I had to wait for someone to call me, Rushed to emergency 2am in the morning. Um, I had septicemia. Wow. And yeah. So I was under for, I think it was almost close to six hours and put on life support, lost eight kilos in five days woke up and it changed my life. Like it literally changed my life because I realized when I was going in for that surgery, the surgeon asked me, he goes, you know, you have time to go to the bathroom, whatever. And I remember, you know, just putting my hands on the sink in the hospital bathroom. Cause he asked me, who's your next of kin. And if you don't make it, what's the plan? Wow. And I was like, whoa, you know, because I didn't have a will in place. I had nothing. I My daughter was my everything. I was a single mom. I was like the sole provider. Who was going to look after her? And I remember before lights go out when you're on that slab in the Mm -hmm. operating thing, and I remember, you know, it was shown so clearly to me, you've got a choice. You can either walk through that tunnel to the other side and never come back, or you can come back and you're going to make massive changes in Mm -hmm. your life. And so I chose in that moment that I was going to survive what was going on. Um, They said it was going to be a six-month recovery, but in actual fact it was three to four years because my body just did not, like it It didn't respond. Mm. And um, what that taught me was that I had so many takers in my life and I had to remove them all. And one by one I did that. And I liken it to this card that I was given by that same Buddhist monk who told me about the bag of shit. He picked one card and he goes, this is you. You are the warrior princess. It's going to break through. And I was like, what does that mean? Because there were all these shackles coming off all of the body in the picture like this. And he said, you're going to start saying no to people and you're going to reclaim your power and you're going to have a powerful message to share with the world. And that is what you're stepping into. And I will never forget that. So that From something that could have, you know, seen me leave uh, the world, mm -hmm. I ended up becoming a lot stronger and more powerful within myself. And now my life has just done such a 360 that, you know, that's why I've got that happy heart. That's how I attracted my soulmate. That's how I was able to walk away from a successful career. That's how I'm able now to teach other people because I have been that person, you know. I've burnt to the ground, but I've also risen like that phoenix because I believed that I could.
4: You truly show that you are unbreakable, hence the name of the podcast and the book.
5: Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you
4: so much for walking this walk with us. Love you. I'm so proud and excited to be on this journey with you. Couldn't be more proud to call you my friend and my sister.
5: Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for welcoming me into your world. And um, I just can't wait to create more magic with you.
4: Tori Archibald, again, self-belief is your superpower. Unleash your life purpose. Own your power. Become a magnet for miracles. Love you, Tori. Love you, too.
1: (laughs) Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots.